hospitality industry has been hit hard by the pandemic and many have lost their jobs. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed, a podcast for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. Your hosts, Nikki and Robin, will shine a light on the industry that we have dedicated our careers to and elevate the voices of colleagues and industry leaders. Don't Look Under the Bed podcast seeks to inspire and encourage as the industry continues on the road to recovery. I think that's a characteristic of a hotelier is, you know, you're you're okay with being on the front line. Exactly. <laughs> or you might not be okay, but you're going to get there real quick. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, friend. Well, it's good to uh, be here with you again today as we record an episode of Don't Look Under the Bed, a podcast for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. I'm your host, Robin. And I'm Nikki. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Yes. And we're, you know, just so many stories and things and just words of encouragement because we're in a tough time we are um, in a tough be- time yes being unemployed at, at this point at this moment is something I never would have um expected yeah you know you you leave one hotel you go to another one uh, you don't it, you know the just the way things happen you just totally that was totally unexpected right that our right. industry will come to a screeching halt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because we're not alone and, you know, uh, it's just, it's so far reaching. It's, I mean, it's global. The fact that so many people are unemployed right now. Um, but I have hope that the industry is, uh, on the comeback and, you know, There'll be some changes, obviously, that are going to be permanent, um, but I, I feel optimistic that that things are are, are going to come back. Um, you know, whether it's late, you know, third or fourth quarter, or whether sure. it's first quarter of twenty twenty two. Absolutely. So, um, and go ahead. If, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, if anything. Um, like hospitality and tourism, it's a very resilient industry. If, if you think about the years in your career, I mean, between the two of us, you know, we're talking 20 plus, probably closer to 30 years of experience in this industry and right. some of the, you know, national, international events that we've seen and how there's always been a rebound. Yeah. You know, when, oh, we're so scared. And then next thing you know, okay, business is back. And then you have those banner years. Mm-hmm. So I, I do, I feel like, um, and there's a toughness yeah. about our, our people, our business. Yeah. That goes the mile. Right. Right. So let me bring our audience in so they can um, have an idea of what we're talking about. And, you know, as we mentioned before, the hospitality industry has been devastated by the pandemic. And I don't think there's been any other industry that's been impacted more than leisure, hospitality, um, the event venues, hotels, restaurants, and any of the travel activities that rely on group and social events. 
um, you know, an in-person interaction. I mean, it's, it's just been, it's come to a screeching halt. So weddings have been uh, canceled or decreased in numbers. There are no uh, in-person trade shows or conventions or um, anything like that. And, you know, as a result, lots of people have been furloughed, um, you know, and been forced to, uh, you know, find other industries to work in, or, you know, if they're like you and I, um, they're still unemployed, or as I like to call it, underemployed. Um, <laughs> because I, you know, my, my background and my career is, hotels. And right now there are no, uh, hotels, um, bringing on, you know, any, any new staff until occupancy levels are, um, have been increased. So, um, that brings us to why we started the podcast. So Nikki, maybe you can share some information on why we started. Don't look under the bed. Absolutely. Don't let's just start right there with don't look under the bed. Uh, when, excuse me, when I hear don't look under the bed, um, immediately I'm looking under the bed (laughs) and (laughs) I think that's, that's more or less a natural reaction. Although when you look under the bed, you're going to find things that maybe you weren't looking for and being a hotelier means no two days are the same. Exactly. That, that's probably the one thing that I enjoy most about uh, you know, my position, my career, was that I may have a full list of plans or things that I need to do and take care of. And within 15 minutes, that has completely changed. I may be running around putting out fires. I may be needed to go go in a different area and help. And so when you when you think about don't look under the bed, it's you're basically going to find something, and it may be something that you were not looking for. And that kind of characterizes the the individual who would work in hospitality, whether you have a passion for service or even serving others. Um, you know, I, I feel like I tell people my business is serving others. You know, yeah. there's we have lots of jokes about it and uh, different ways of saying that. But at the end of the day, we provide service to others. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I mean, um, for me, it's again, just like you mentioned, it's the interaction with guests. Um, the unpredictability of it all. Um, I can recall us working at the airport and (laughs) you'd be, you know, maybe 20% occupancy that day starting at 10 a.m. And if there's inclement weather and (laughs) there's a plane that's uh, not going anywhere, you've got distressed passengers, (laughs) you can go from 20% to like 89% in a matter of hours and you need to be flexible. You need to be nimble and, um, you need to be able to react, uh, with a cool head and, you know, uh, Oh my God, just with the eagerness to, you know, to, to be able to pivot and, uh, and make things happen. Yes. Yeah. 
working working at an airport property that's a thing in itself yeah because un, unlike a resort or maybe a suburban property the the airport is basically anything can happen anything you know from someone yeah. walking through the door um you know asking for a meeting room because they flew in just to meet with this client mm-hmm. or yeah. you know those distressed passengers and this is all in addition to maybe business you already had booked right and so you know now you've gone from thinking oh great day I'm ready yeah. to you know everything is broken loose yeah and and now you're you know you're in the mix I yeah the, the airport was definitely exciting I'm yeah. very grateful to have had that experience <laughs> yeah and that's what I love about the hospitality industry it's like again like you said there are no two days that are the same and um you can create your own excitement and you can also be proactive you know obviously at the airport you need to be proactive just because that may happen where uh you need to pick up a small meeting at the last minute or you have a uh, uh a plane that's not able to travel because of the weather um but being flexible that's that's you know that's hospitality you know you need to be able to uh to show flexibility so let's talk about um who we are and your journey? Well, my, I, I guess for me, um, my path to hospitality uh, started b- before I even knew what it was. You know, I often uh, joke with my children about staying in uh, lower budget type of properties and explaining to them how when we would go somewhere, you know, these are the places that we would stay at. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until I actually got into the hospitality industry that the way I looked at hotels and learned what I liked about them and and what I wanted from them. But my earliest memory of like true hospitality and that service that and this is something that probably changed everything for me is that we had a family reunion and living in Michigan with the reunion happening in Alabama and then watching my mother work with this person at this hotel and I would hear her on the phone talking to them they go back and forth Mm -hmm. and then when we actually got there everything was perfect oh wow okay I was I, you know, it just, it amazed me mm-hmm. that you could do that right down to the point of, we had an indoor picnic that was catered. Oh my goodness. Okay. And so, and I mean, this was probably in, you know, the mid eighties. Yeah. So, you know, definitely a while back, but I just, I couldn't believe how the activities and um, just everything, how it had come together, the banquet the hotel stay, how just watching everything come together. And I knew at that moment that I was like, I want to do that. I didn't know what it was called, Mm -hmm. um, but I knew I I need to be, I want to do that. The fact that you can talk to someone that you've never met, never seen in person 
but through communication, uh, provide them such an amazing experience. Yeah, that was I was sold. (laughs) That that was it for me. And you know, then after finishing college, going into a management development program, really started my experience as a hospitality professional. And you know, having worked across different brands, Mm -hmm. across different types of properties, um, has really led me where I am today. And I'm, I'm yeah. very, you know, I, I look back on some of the things I've been able to experience and see and some of the people I've met and, you know, I'm truly in the field that I need to be in. Yeah. That's a great story. Um, my background is a little bit different. I, um, was a, uh, early childhood development professional and, uh, I taught, first grade, second grade. And, uh, I believe my breaking point was <laughs> when <laughs> I was on, a, I was on a field trip with the kids at Astro World, <laughs> And I mean, it was like 800 degrees in Houston and, you know, the kids were miserable. Everybody was hot and hungry and tired and crying. And so we're in the van going back. Um, to the school. And so, you know, I felt their pain, they felt my pain. And I said, you know what, I really need to get an inside job (laughs) working in somebody's (laughs) AC. I was like, I need to get, (laughs) I need to be indoors somewhere, you know? And, um, oh, I was just, I was literally over it. And, um, I started out at, uh, a select service, property, working at the front desk. I was inside. I had a polyester uniform with a little bow tie. I was like, okay, I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear to work. I was indoors and I was just loving life. I was like, oh my gosh. So that was, that started my journey. That was back in the eighties as well. And, um, you know, then from there, I was able to transfer to a full service property and work through operations and convention service and, um, you know, all the way through sales. So, um, for me, I was just, I was just happy to be inside with some AC. And then I saw the opportunities from, (laughs) I saw the opportunities from there. (laughs) So 34 years later, I'm still here. And, um, and I love every minute of it. I mean, it has, it's, uh, I wouldn't say ups and downs. I would say opportunities. Um, but you know, all in all it, it, things work out and, you know, you have to just, you have to be a special person to work, um, in the industry and just not take it so seriously. You know, um, I, approach it, you know, from the, uh, you know, from the fun aspect of it, you know, um, talking to clients, just being authentic and, you know, what you see is what you get. So I, I, I love it. Yes. It's, and it, it's funny in, in all the years that I've known you, this just kind of clicked for me is that, um, when you say they, they had a seat, or they had air <laughs> because I, I, I know 
<laughs> I know more than 10 times I've heard you say that. <laughs> I mean, oh my but I gosh. Never, but I was like, well, yeah, it's hot in Houston. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is nice to go in an office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so funny because my husband will always say, it's summertime everywhere, babe. It's summertime. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, when you're outside, like, not just going from your house to the car, but you're literally outside. Like I'm talking about Astroworld walking around. Um, right. That's, that's a different kind of heat. You know, you've got 18 kids and, you know, <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was brutal. And so <laughs> for those reasons, <laughs> I needed to be inside. That, oh, that, boy. Is, that is so, you know, that's, that is funny. You know, the hands down, that is funny. And I mean, just when you, our our industry offers so much. I mean, we're in a sales position, you know, or we were Mm -hmm. in sales Mm -hmm. position, but, and sales is a completely different arm of of the hospitality business. And it takes so many people to make things happen. Right. You right. know, one of the most important lessons I think I I learned was at the end of the day, you know, I tell everybody thank you. Yeah. Because it it literally it takes the whole team right. to make it happen. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So let me ask you this relative to sales. Um when people think of the hotel business they're familiar with the front desk person the you know food and beverage operations you know obviously the restaurant bellman um, and housekeeping but relative to sales when you tell people that you work in sales do they know what you're talking about do they know what you do absolutely not okay absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) okay good i think if you know if i were survey five friends right Mm -hmm. now they would say oh you plan parties okay well that's and that's close at least they know that you plan something yeah or you go to places Mm -hmm. yeah they they have no idea um what that means yeah and you know it's it's like nothing happens without sales right right in a hotel but yet you you do you you have to Totally. And be able to explain that in a manner that makes sense to other people. Yeah. So that means I can't go and say, I sell used mattresses for a living. No. no. (laughs) I mean, I I love to tell people, you know, I'm, I'm looking for customers that like to sleep around. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh my God. So no, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. So when we started discussing, um, I mean, we talk almost every day about our job search and, you know, we lament over taking four hours to do an application, blah, blah, blah. Um, why did you think it was important for us to start the podcast? For me, I feel like we... We, we, can, we have, we're able to offer people 
just a, even if it's just a small bit of encouragement that you know you're not alone yeah there's other people that are going through this yeah for sure we are all hopeful that things will get better and we will be able to return to work yeah or you know doing doing the work that we do mm-hmm. and um and just to know that this isn't the end yeah and, and and we're all in this together you know I was telling somebody I said everybody I know is not working right yeah. now that's true same yeah and same. I mean there there is just because you know these people through the years they become like family and friends mm-hmm. to you yeah. and so it's like every, everybody I know is not working right yeah. now yeah so I think it's important and and just to be encouraging and yeah. you know as as always hotel people we network and look out for each other and hey I heard about this or mm-hmm. can you help me with that so you know I, I definitely think it's just it's a it's an expanding resource. This yeah. podcast can be a resource to people right. as they navigate what's going on. Yeah. I you know, agree and, with you. Yeah. So, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because, uh, and I, I'm sure you've experienced this as a hotelier, you probably haven't really, quote unquote, looked for a lot of jobs. Most of your jobs have probably come from someone calling you. That's true. Yeah, from and the say, network. Hey, mm-hmm. right. Hey, come on over here. Mm-hmm. And now, now we're all in this situation yeah. where there's no over here to come on to. It's true. So, so yeah. we're all looking. Yeah, we're all looking for the referral. We're all looking for you know the the opportunity to network um, with someone who may have a lead on something. But obviously, like you said, we're all in the same boat, going after the same uh after the same positions oh who's that uh, that's mookie he's had hey, mookie. He's lost prevention <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> he's, he's lost prevention oh, over here so funny. <laughs> neighborhood watch exactly yeah security <laughs> yeah so let me ask you this as we navigate through this job search um are you looking to go back to the hotel or are you looking to pivot into something else? I, I would totally love to go back to a hotel because Same. I feel like hospitality is my first love. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, and just taking an honest look at it, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing how that may be possible yeah. or that may be a couple years um, down the line. Yeah. You know, as the recovery starts, because as myself, a large group seller, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a while before you're able to get three, 400 people uh, in a meeting room for a three day meeting. Yeah. Except if you're in Houston and there's a Super Bowl party this weekend at the club. Because that's. <laughs> Cause that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I, I just, I don't understand that <laughs> rationale. You know, I'm like, okay. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like as a group seller, yeah, it's, it's going to be a while. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I see the leisure um, picking up because people are just anxious to get out of their houses and do staycations and things like that. I've seen um, people move forward with smaller weddings, um, outdoor venues, and, you know, social distancing, those types of things. But yeah, you're right. It relative to group business, like you said, large group business or convention business, that's going to be a while. Um, transient, I don't have the numbers, but, you know, with everybody being able to um, zoom in, nobody needs to, you know, actually get on a flight and come to Houston to meet with the so-and-so or the, you know, um, yeah. so, but I'm, I'm hopeful because, you know, like I said, people are eager to get back to business and, um, you know, nobody has the, the, uh, the crystal ball to tell us when that's going to happen. But I think more and more with the rollout of the vaccine and, and things like that, people are getting more comfortable with being out. I mean, I, I know I see in my area, you know, Costco is full every day. Right. Um, they're going for toilet paper. Oh my gosh. Yes. And stretchy <laughs> pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel good about it. Like you said, we don't know when it's going to break for us. Um, and like you said, so with you being group sales, um, are you open to another market? I, I would be, I mean, it's, it's to me, when you, when you work in the sales office as you end up doing a little bit of everything, Yeah, you know, and so you, you've touched this, that, and the others. So I, I would be flexible yeah. to working a different market. Um, you know, at the end of the day, group is group. Yeah. You know, the right. customers, the needs may right. vary on budgets and things like mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it, it's all very transferable, just like the service. Yeah. That's so true. I I would definitely consider that because and leisure leisure will come back. Yeah, first. I, I believe leisure is going to come back first because yeah. like you said, people are ready to get out the house. Yeah, they are. They are very ready. Um, yeah. So I was even thinking um, about different positions, you know, front desk manager. AGM, you know, something in operations that's right. That's kind of, you know, um, you know, that are, that people are hiring for right now. And that's still, you know, for hotels that are open, um, they still have those positions. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at everything. Um, so, you know, just to get back in, you know, right. And, and it's to, to me, to be a operations person mm -hmm. with a sales background, yeah, that's a priceless skill. Yeah, because you're you're able to see both sides yeah. of the table. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that that's definitely something that's marketable. And I, I actually know someone who's made that transition from yeah. a director of sales to an HDM position. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and she comments all the time that her 
her experiences in sales has somewhat prepared her to take that leap yeah um into it but and then I and I do feel like the those that are in it right now Mm -hmm. they are going to be the heroes yeah when things come back in because they've you know they wrote it out they've seen it they've set you know different plans and practice in place you know those are going to be your heroes yeah I agree I agree um how have you been coveting well it's um and and I guess you you could almost take it in phases mm-hmm. you know in at the very beginning it was the mad rush to the grocery store yeah, for sure. and I mean I still remember um my kids were on spring break mm-hmm. and I had come home from work and I you know I told Reggie I said hey um <clears throat> you know we may end up being in the house for a few days let's just get some food and you know let's just get some other things so that everybody's comfortable um while we're here yeah and so that was that was like the second or third week in March Mm -hmm. and we went to the store and I was like uh where's the stuff (laughs) (laughs) where's the stuff I mean (laughs) where I mean it was I was almost scared yeah I was almost scared it's like a bad movie yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there were so many empty shelves and and I, I was just, I mean, I was just mind blown because yeah. I was like, well, okay, you know, I'm like, well, okay, whatever meat they have, let's just buy it. Yeah. And whatever, you know, you start panic shopping because yeah. to go in there, I think it was like nine o'clock, nine thirty at night. You know, the store was packed. There mm-hmm. were people everywhere. Yeah. They didn't have stuff, and I mean, this is a Kroger. Like yeah. this was, you know, this was Kroger. And, um, you know, we, we got what we could find and then we came home and I said, okay, um, tomorrow I'm going to try to hit some stores in different areas. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm, I'm a little nervous now, you know, it's true. And yeah, I mean, that started, that was in March Mm -hmm. and that started the whole thing. Then, you know, when the kids didn't go back to school, that, you know, that was kind of like shocking and like, yeah. okay. Right. And then, um, you know, just the, the so, so much of a rush and supply and demand mm-hmm. issues during that time. And then, you know, fast forward to where we are right now, you yeah. know, I've started walking to just to get out the house and mm-hmm. get some exercise yeah and I think for us when you're used to being busy mm-hmm. you know you still have some of that energy to be busy mm-hmm. um but also I mean I've become a tv watcher <laughs> oh yes <laughs> and uh, that same yeah, that wasn't something that I ever really had a whole lot of time to do. Yeah. 
But I mean, man, I'm like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's a whole new world in that little tube thing. Yeah. It, it, it's like it's brand new to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah like I'm embarrassed almost by don't it be. but but don't be I, been I, I watched a whole I think it took me about three weeks but I watched a whole mini series in Turkish oh and it was so good like oh. I couldn't I couldn't stop watching it oh that's awesome okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so for me um I would say some of that stuff is the same relative to the panic shopping um I mean the media had everybody in a frenzy about um a meat shortage coming and all this stuff so I was running around all the stores looking for a deep freezer and um, (laughs) (laughs) deep freezer and, you know, going to Costco and trying to buy up all this meat to store away because we were not going to, you know, the supply was going to be gone and, and everything. So I did that too. Then I went on a quest for stretchy pants. Cause I'm like, <laughs> we're going to be at home. <laughs> we're going to be at home. I'm not going to put on clothes. I think that's what I miss the most. Um, other than my fam, not seeing my family, of course, but right. being able to put on clothes and shoes, I have no idea if my shoes still fit. Um, I have like this endless supply of uh, stretchy pants and you know, and sneakers. And, (laughs) you know, I'm just like, I'm over that too. So for my birthday, I was like, you know what, I'm going to put my clothes on, even if I don't have anywhere to go, I'm going to get dressed up and I'm going to look like I'm going somewhere. (laughs) So It's funny that you mentioned that because, um, Last week, I was at Sam's Club buying toilet paper because I'm I still kind of got a little anxiety about that. But so it's but you. I, it's, it's me, guilty. But I saw uh, they had leggings, and then next to it was a bin that said "The Perfect Leggings T-shirt." Oh, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Whole market now for just yeah. what did you call it athleisure or leisure wear yeah, or lounge wear lounge yeah. wear yeah I oh was over God. there I mean I was like this is my uniform yeah <laughs> this is my I, I'm gonna get me some new uniforms <laughs> to wear oh. around the house oh boy and you know and and was buying them and what's funny is usually you know, you're going to work, you got on your dress or your mm-hmm, pants mm-hmm. and your heels or whatever. Yeah. And uh, one week I had a doctor's appointment and I decided to put on some boots mm-hmm. with a heel. Oh, and okay. I, I jumped out the car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a baby deer. <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. I was just waiting for somebody in the doctor's office to ask me if I was okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I'm just wearing tennis shoes and flip yeah. flops and, you know, and I miss wearing lipstick. Yeah. 
Are you? Oh yeah. I miss, I miss it too. Yeah, for sure. So now you have to like have your eyes all dolled up just to make it look like you put some effort into it, you know, Um, with the mask. I'm, I'm tired of the mask. I understand. And yes, I wear two, but I, I miss seeing people's faces. I miss seeing the smiles, you know, people laughing. And I had a, um, uh, one of the last things before I was furloughed, um, I had a site visit at the hotel and it was with the masks on. And, and so it was just so awkward sound, you know, talking and being muffled and not able to see their expressions and what they were feeling. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, I mean, it's, it's the way of the world now. So, you know, I've yeah, embraced it. it. it's it's definitely different yeah um and who you know who knows how long we'll be in this um but you know like it's just something as simple as the lipsticks Mm -hmm. you know I'm the person with five different shades of red oh yeah for sure (laughs) absolutely it's you know and um and even the the camaraderie of mm-hmm. the office and the yeah. team. Oh, I miss that so terribly. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. we crack jokes and mess with each other mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. definitely, you know, just that that team camaraderie yeah. and and the wins. Yeah. You know, the celebrating the wins with the team, those yeah. things. Yep. You know, do you now remember we- the last a live event you had at your property at the property it was let's see that would have been like february or march what was it yeah i mean it's been so long ago you slept since then i understand what about the last live event that you attended yeah, I, I, re- absolutely. Um, it was connect. It was connect in Orlando. That was mine too. That was my last live event. Yes. And, um, it was funny because it was right at the beginning and they had the reverse trade show. They had hand sanitizer everywhere and they had the Clorox wipes on the tables. Um, but people were not wearing masks yet. But no. it was a huge, but it was a huge conference. And that was, was that February, like mid-February? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was mid-February yeah. and, um, you know, former president Barack Obama was yes. the speaker, That's was right. one of the keynote speakers. Yes. I mean, it was, you're right. It was a huge conference yes. down at the uh, Gaylord Palms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, and it was, I mean, I, I just, I think about it from the opening night reception mm-hmm. of, and connect that that's a large conference. Yes, it is. They have a huge turnout yeah. when it comes to those shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I just think about standing out there on the, cause it was outdoors yeah. the opening night mm-hmm. and just standing out there on that green area with all those people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I so long for that. It's like, can we get back to that? You know, just 
standing around with your um with your cocktail or your mocktail right wherever you fit and um and just having a conversation with somebody you know it's like yeah I love my husband but I really want to see one other person I'd like to see a new face maybe once a week you know (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I'm ready to see other people (laughs) (laughs) and and I mean you really don't realize it until you do see other people Mm -hmm. yeah how how much how much you miss that um just even even with kids you know this has been a tough time for kids with all the isolation oh my goodness the activities being cut down and um we pick up our adventure boxes for cub scouts and our some of our scouting leaders were Mm -hmm. standing outside Mm -hmm. and my son said you know oh it's so good to see other people oh Oh my goodness yeah just not really thinking about it but it's like that's true yeah you know because there's no getting together with the grandparents or the cousins or yeah you know any of that right now coveting has been hard on adults and even harder on the children I you know just with them zooming in for school or in the case of my grandson going to sleep during the zoom um (laughs) it was like (laughs) I mean it's it's tough and I think everybody deserves a pass so yeah it's know. it's been hard yeah. and you know you have all the zoom calls and then you get to that point where you're zoomed out yeah because <laughs> you're you know you're Absolutely. yeah you're over it yeah well this was good um I think uh for we're gonna wrap up for this call and um what would you like for people to know or to do Nikki? I I mean, I think at this point, um, you definitely have to be able to extend yourself some grace and patience. Yeah. That, you know, think some, something's going to happen. Yeah. We just, we just got to wait. We just got to wait it out. We just have to wait. I would agree with you. So we're going to close out this episode and we encourage you to share your stories with us at stories at don'tlookunderthebed.org and we will see you next time. All right. Be safe and take care. Hospitality. That's our business. Thank you for joining us on Don't Look Under the Bed podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, and tell a friend. We also encourage you to share your stories at stories at don'tlookunderthebed.org.